Seven days to play. Welcome to Seven Days to Play, your weekly mobile game review program. I'm Edwin. And I'm Sam. And what we do in this show is we take a game, we play it for seven days or try to play it for seven days, and then report back on how many days that we've actually played for. And for the past seven days, we took a recommendation from the Chad from our Twitter account and played Underhand by Spoopy Squad. Spoopy Squad. I had to jump in there because I'm so excited to say Spoopy Squad. <laughs> I feel like they should have called that. That should be the name of the game. Name Spoopy Squad should be called Spoopy Squad. That probably would have been better. Underhand is is one of those names that you can easily forget. Mm, but it is also clever if you think about it. It's a hand of cards, and you're trying to be sneaky, mm. so you're being underhand about it. Yeah, you know, like it sort of works, right? So, so the main point of the game is that you are a cult leader, and as a cult leader, you have to summon. Uh, a god like some sort of deity is a deity or deity 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 yeah i was None of the wrong both counts <laughs> and and you do that in a couple of ways like you need to have a couple of things in your cult like you need followers known as cultists you need money uh you need food and then there are like some side elements to the game where you have to kind of control one is there's uh you have to manage your prisoners and you have to manage uh, suspicion, which is another facet that you you continue to collect. So your hand is based on these cards, these essentially five cards. So it's money, followers, cultists, prisoners, food, suspicion. Was there anything else? Oh, relics was the yeah. was the other one where a relic can be used to summon a god. Is that right? Ultimately, it's used to summon a god, but it it can also be used as money. Um, and you you try go to, and go to the pawn shop. Yeah, it's ancient relic. How much are you going to give me? And ultimately, you have to sort of stay beneath the shadows uh, and not get caught by the police by lowering your suspicion, which means by getting rid of your suspicion cards in your hand, by doing normal things that people do like paying taxes. If you don't pay taxes, then suspicion will go up. And you just have to manage your hand of cards until you finally have the opportunity to summon a god. And opportunity arises by whenever you flip the card on the deck that's passing by it gives you sort of like these tasks to do so like one could be like feeding your feeding your cult right and then you have to use your food cards in order to do that cults gotta eat exactly all i mean i guess people you do need living and breathing people (laughs) sometimes yeah there's there are other options in the game actually that that manages that you can also get rid of suspicion by either using money uh, and these are like some of the events that pass by. Another event that passes by can also be like, oh, there's a traveling salesman. You can, you can buy some stuff. Um, and sometimes the stuff that you buy will either contribute to the amount of cultists that you have or like the amount of money that you have or the amount of food that you have. So it's just managing these um, the cards in your hand, ultimately giving you an opportunity to summon the god in which if you have the combination of right cards at that time, you can then summon the god and that, game is then complete da, da, da. congratulations you have summoned a god right so i think what we can surmise from this rather lengthy description is that this is kind of a complicated game it is kind of complicated yeah it's and confusing well it's, i'm glad you did the description because i was like well you kind of need to match some cards and then it just keeps going for a long time and then sometimes you lose cards and then you carry on going a bit longer <laughs> that wouldn't have been a good great description. And something yeah <laughs> I have a question. How many gods did you raise? I believe I've raised two. Oh, wow. I've raised none. 
Mm. It, <laughs> Clearly, it is, I'm a bad cult leader. It's really difficult. Not only is this game like difficult to grok, to Oof. fully get your you know your mind around like what exactly is happening. There are a couple of elements that's just really confusing off the bat, like the event cards and how they show up, and like the choices you have. The UX isn't initially clear, and the tutorials. Oh, yeah, because you need to. The way this game actually plays out is you have to drag cards that match the requirements. Yeah. Uh, onto a mystical carving. Yeah. yeah, and then tap the table, and, and then and then tap the option that you're paying for, essentially. Mm. Right. So let's say, yeah, one of the option is the tax collector comes by. So you have three options that you can take. The first option will be, oh, pay your taxes like a normal human being. And in order to do that, you got to put two money cards on the table. The second option is to kidnap the tax collector. And then what that'll give you in return is uh, another follower, like another cultist or like a prisoner. And it'll give you two suspicion cards because all of a sudden the tax collector has disappeared because you kidnapped him, right? And so those might be like two options, Mm -hmm. but... It's it's not really clear initially when you when you have to do that and how how to do that. So the tutorial kind of tries to tell you this, but tutorial is also kind of confusing. Ooh, oof, that tutorial! Yeah. Oh boy, that was that was quite a hurdle for me. Right. I'm like, oh great! I'll just play a fun little card game on the way home. <laughs> Open up this. Oh, this is wall of text. I have to read. Uh, with this, no, what's happening? I don't yeah. understand. Yeah. Like, just let me play it. I'll play. I'll figure it out. And I th- think they could have done a much better job of giving you like a playthrough. I would have much rather liked it where maybe there was like some kind of guidance rather than the wall of telling you to tap these elements and actually walk you through it. Like I think that was a little confusing. But to be fair, onboarding is always difficult. Yeah. Like getting people up and running in a game, tricky. I went back to check what Miracle Merchant did and it's kind of the same. Right. They did a little, it felt a little more fun because you're actually playing through the game with little boxes that pop up and tell you what to do, but still pretty heavy onboarding experience. So I get it, it's difficult. Like I don't envy game designers having to figure that out. And so initially I had a really hard time beginning this because I, yes. I, was, I was in the camp of like, I want to get how to play this before I actually start playing it. Um, but I think I finally decided, you know what, I'm just going to try and play this. Like, who cares? Just blaze through the yes, tutorial yes, 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 yes. and then just try it out. And then when I did that, I actually got it because... Then it became, mm. then I understood it like, oh, okay. But it wasn't with the first game that I got it. Like I had to actually play it again for me to fully understand what the hell was happening. Yeah, maybe you should just be dropped into the middle of a game and you just have to blunder through right. and then you go back and then you read the tutorial and then it makes sense. Like, yeah. Oh, now I see, I see yeah. how this works a little better. And know? it didn't help that all the cards kind of looked the same. Like yeah. the colors were different, but they were, you had like this really nice ornate design, like kind of art deco you know, Lovecraftian design, but it didn't help with clearly signifying that one card was one. And it didn't give you a sense of how many different kind of cards there were, which I thought kind of made me think, oh, what? like this is a really, really complicated game, right? It doesn't give you that sort of nicely like slow reveal. Yeah. It's like straight away, you're swamped with information and inputs and you're like, oh, this is... Yeah, I mean, even your description of this game trying to explain it in yeah. a succinct way, you yeah. can't really. Yeah, and uh, sometimes like the way design presents itself to you, if things are nicely designed, you can immediately allocate how much of your brain power you allocate yeah. 
to, to something. And this looks immediately really complicated. So you're trying to strain yourself and thinking like, oh, I need to really, you know, put a lot of brain power to this. But when you <laughs> yeah. actually start playing it, it doesn't, it, it turns out you don't really need to think about it That's that much. True. Yeah. yeah. Reminds me of the probably allegorical tale, but you look at, say, Microsoft Word, well, maybe Google Docs as an interface, and then you look at the cockpit of an airplane, yeah. and instantly the airplane looks crazy because there's like a bazillion knobs everywhere, and like, this is ridiculous. And maybe there's, maybe Microsoft Word is a good example here. Word probably has the exact same number of options, but right. because they're all like hidden away behind menus and kind of you only need to know about certain things now and then, it just seems, oh, this is a much friendly interface I can write my letter. Right, exactly. Yeah. There's, there's something to be said about like, the the visual explosion of options. <laughs> Let's get to the three by threes. All right. This kind of reminded me of Reigns hmm. a little bit. Yeah. Reigns crossed with potions. Potion Miracle Major. Merchant. <laughs> Miracle Merchant, yeah. Yes. Reigns had like a stronger story. This seemed to have... Mm, I wish it had a bit more of an overarching story rather than just trying to summon gods. I don't know if that reveals a little bit more as you raise more and more gods. Yeah. But it felt... A little bit rainsy, like, hey, yeah. you have to do this thing. And then a little bit Miracle Merchants, because you've got these cards you're matching and dealing with rather than just swiping left and right. And it felt deep. My good point is that it was... There's strategy more, in Yeah, it. there's like a strategy, a much deeper strategy in it than potentially rains, where you're just yes or no. Right, this is like, and it was like, how do I manage by all, chance. Yeah, how do I manage these resources I have in my, in my hand? How do I try and be strategic about keeping them in balance together? Um in a way that I didn't really feel I was doing it brains. There was a really strong component of it being a rooted in a solitaire type game that gave me some comfort. Um, but in terms of the story, like I'll get that to the, like the negative points, but <laughs> yeah, I wish there was more of an arch. Um, there is, if you continue to play it, I think, but um, it's too far and few in between. Yeah. Every time there's like a story element that, uh, you kind of wait for those elements rather than actually enjoying uh, each step that you take with it. But in terms of that, like I, I did like the theme. I like the yeah. this premise that yep. you are a cult and you have these resources to manage. And every interaction that you do kind of makes you think like you're a cult leader, right? Like you're like, okay, uh, you know, like one of the cards that I really like was, um, oh, I have to do my day job. Right, <laughs> yeah. and it just said it really simply, and there was like a little illustration of like you working at a bank or something like that. But it 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 filled the story in for me of like, oh crap, like I have to get out of my my cult robe, yeah. hang those up, hang those up, put on my suit, and yeah. then go to my day job and pretend like everything's normal, right? Like put on my day job robes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so I like that part where you're building the story in your head with. With each little interaction. The, it feels like there's a good game in there, mm. but I wish there'd been a little bit more time put into exposing that to yeah. the player. Like Everything about it is cool. Like, I like the, uh, as you said, I like the themes, the ideas, like the artwork is pretty cool. Music is kind of fun and like, what's the word I'm looking for? Kind of great, great Gatsby-ish. <laughs> yes. A little bit. Yeah, it definitely has like a 50s kind of yeah. vibe to it, but the gameplay did actually fall a little flat. The other thing that I really like was, I like this idea of unlocking different packs, right? So the Ooh, more- I did not get that far. So yeah, tell me more. So like the more that you actually finish a round of playing this, it open it opens up like, I think sometimes it's like a consecutive story. Like the first level that you finish is you exploring a jungle, 
right? And then discovering that there's a God, right? And so the second pack that it unlocks is you actually summoning this God. And then after that, I think there are deeper choices. And the more that you unlock, I think, then the richer the variants and cards are hmm. that, yeah. that you take. Because I got quite a lot of the cards, the same cards over and over yeah. again. Because once you get through a deck, you get it recycled to play again. Mm-hmm. And you go, okay, I'm down with the, I, I've seen these cards before. I get it. It wasn't clear to me how the round finished. Right, exactly. I never actually got to the end of a round. Yeah, that that <laughs> was... So let's get to the bad points. Oh, like, what a great segue. In every deck, which I'm, I'm talking about, like the, the, the choice of options that sort of appear to you, there's going to be your basic like run-of-the-mill, do-everyday stuff like pay the tax collector, encounter the, the door-to-door salesman, like... There's another one where like there's infestation in your in your cupboard, right? Oh no. And you have to make choices. So these are like sort of like the grindy things where you just have to manage your cards. Mm-hmm. And then your approach with like the story cards, which is like, hey, there's an expedition available. Right. Like do you want to go on this expedition? Right. And I just found myself waiting for those. So it felt like everything else was kind of a chore until I got to those. Right. right. So finally, I can go on an expedition to the jungle. Exactly. And those came too far and few in between. And every time I got them, you know, it all depends on like how you manage those cards. But every time I got to them, like the step through each of one of them was so incremental. And sometimes it didn't, it, there wasn't like a clear path, right? Like there was one of the expedition is like, okay, let's set off in an expedition. So you have to put in food and then you have to put in cultists because that's what an expedition takes. Yeah. And so the next card that you encounter of that type is like, all right, do you want to go left or do you want to go right? Mm. And choosing either one of those doesn't necessarily make you proceed on with the next step of that. So I thought that was kind of an annoyance. I didn't, uh, I didn't get a feeling of progress or scale of the game. I felt I was playing this for maybe, I don't know, maybe 10, 15 minutes perhaps doing mm-hmm. a round. And I had no sense of... I was actually getting further or getting nearer to summoning a god. Just lots of grinding, mm-hmm. of putting in cards and getting them back. So I would have liked a little more feedback that I'm actually doing the right thing or yeah. I'm actually progressing towards the goal of raising the devil. That's where I feel like either more frequency of the actual storyline events, cards, um, or just something else that actually doesn't feel like it's grinding. Like I did feel like the other, all the other cards are kind of grindy. Yeah, in fact, I almost missed the expedition card the first time I saw it because mm. I was so used to sort of grinding through, like right. dealing cards, right, right, right. And then, I was like, oh wait, oh this card is slightly different. Hang on, I should pay attention to this because this is actually like a story card. Yeah. So my my other bad point is that I, I don't think this is an actual card game at all. Like, mm-hmm. although it can easily be an actual mm-hmm. card game, you know, like one of those collector board games where it's all card based. I can easily see this being one of them, but it sort of sticks too much to that format. Like, I feel you have things, a whole mobile screen, exactly, have a world of pixels in front of you. Things just felt a little too analog, where they could have taken some actual like gameplay stuff and made things a little bit more exciting. And I don't mean like animations, but just like the notion of like three options not showing up in cards, right? Being able to see how many cards are left and just like some sort of progress, like you said, in a way that only the digital format can, can do better rather than just waiting for like you, you to go through the cards. Yeah, even a simple thing like in Reigns, being able to swipe left yeah. and right to make a decision rather than tapping or putting a card on left or right. Mm. Suddenly just 
elevates the experience. It's a really stupid little simple thing like that. Right. Just elevates the experience a little bit to be like, oh, yeah. This somehow is more tactile and a little bit more engaging. Right. Like it didn't, there, there was no reason why it needed to show your, your resources as cards at the bottom, which was kind of a like go through and then pick out the right ones to like actually put on the table. Because mm, like rotate through the cards. Yeah. That was kind of weird. The app crashed a few times for mm-hmm. me. This was a little buggy. I think it's your 11.3. Oh boy. Damn. Uh, oh no, I updated. Mm, hmm. okay. Didn't happen for me. Yeah. Uh, if you try and play any other music other than the smooth jazz, uh, it'll crash, which that is quite sucks. frustrating. Cause yeah. As we all know, I like to listen to podcasts while I mobile game. So that was frustrating. I think also if you came if you backgrounded it and then came back to it, it would crash as well. So there's a few little rough edges there, which has made it more difficult, literally more difficult to play. <laughs> <laughs> so Edwin, would you recommend this game? I think this definitely appeals, if you know you like card games and solitaire games and this kind of genre of game, maybe that's who it's for. Like the people who want to go super deep, they kind of they've played Reigns, they played Miracle Merchant, they perhaps want to have a little more in-depth experience mm. or more complicated, that's not the right word to use, but go a little deeper, Yeah. then I think this could be great for them. Yeah, but I agree. for a casual player, like, oof, that onboarding was brutal. You have to play a lot to get to the good stuff. I'm actually feeling like you're making progress and getting to the story. So I think for the dedicated solitaire player, yes. But generally, I, I would say- not recommend this to my wife who loved Miracle Merchant and doesn't really like board games. <laughs> but if you're in the camp where you want more than just a solitaire game, something that's thematically driven a little bit more, and dig analog board games, then I think this is pretty good for you and you ever wanted to start a cult. I think. It's <laughs> a good way to try it out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Future cult leaders apply now. How many days did you play this game This for? was a three. Yeah, me too. Three days. We've been on sync pretty recently on yeah. these games. I don't know. I don't like it. No, what's happening here? <laughs> Some of the initial days, like after just seeing the tutorial, like I was like, oh, no, I'm not doing this right now. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I definitely tried once or twice. Like, okay, this time, I'm on the subway. Okay, let me try. Oh, no, sorry, I can't do this right now. On the days that you didn't play this game for, what did you play? <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm still in love with that match three game in my Tamagotchi forever. <laughs> I hatched a new Tamagotchi just to, well, just because that is how you play the game. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was so close to doing a rainbow star with a rainbow star. Oh, that's so good. I don't know what that would do. I'm so curious. Oh, I can tell you. Oh, really? Does it just clear everything? Yeah, it does clear okay. everything, yeah. yeah. So close. But you lost count of the moves. No. And you ran out of moves before you could do it? Well, the, the problem with oh, a rainbow move. star yes, is that you can't move, move. them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, take some tactics to get a rainbow star next to a rainbow star. Yeah. <laughs> also been playing quite a bit of PUBG. As well. Nice. On mobile, of course. What, what is your progress on PUBG? Oh, boy. I play quite a lot. <laughs> Actually, it does tell you how many hours you've spent. Right. So I was looking on it maybe a few days ago, and we're friends on PUBG, and it can compare. I think you, solo games on the North American server, you were maybe 10, 15 minutes. Mm. I was 10 hours. (laughs) What? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I am now level 24, I think. Definitely in the silver. And I'm in the silver. Yeah. Wow. Look at you go. 
Uh, but it still bugs me that they're releasing like the smaller map and all this stuff on desktop, which I'm like, this is the perfect mobile experience. Yeah. Or the the war game where you just can instantly respawn if you die. Like this is all so much. This is perfect for mobile. Yeah. Because it's such a. Uh, I mean, my main complaint about PUBG Mobile is there's why do I have to wait one minute before starting a game? Yeah. That just seems especially on the mobile. so ridiculous. I don't, I, if I, there's a hundred people already joined. Yeah. It says so in the corner. So I know they're not lying to me. <laughs> like, why can't we just start? What, what am I waiting for? Why do I have to wait a minute to start a new round? And then the rounds just take forever as well. You need 20, 30 minutes at least. Yeah. I know you hit me up. I think it was like two nights ago or something like, hey, PUBG. And I was like, oh, yes, but I can't because I'm putting my kids to sleep. Sam, do you have any recommendation for me to move this show along? Oh, next seven days. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, we've got sidetracked with Tamagotchis and PUBG. I totally that forgot. That would be a good crossover. Player unknowns, Tamagotchi forever. <laughs> I wish. Edwin, yes. do you have seven days to play? Never stop sneaking. Is this a sneaker collecting game? This is by the same makers of a console game called Dust Elysium. Great. Um, but I will read you the description. Please, this is always my favorite part of the whole show. Can you believe it? That madman, Amadeus Gildenstern, just traveled through time and kidnapped all the U.S. presidents. Yes, all of them, even the bad ones. <laughs> if you're going to fix history, you'll need the help of the world's most elite stealth operatives, the Department of Sneakin'. Infiltrate the enemy base, avoid their patrols, and hack their systems to gain valuable intel. Build your sneaking HQ and figure out how to stop Guildenstern's time traveling scheme. Ooh, key features: unique one-handed touch controls. Yeah, I'm down. Play in portrait or landscape. Classic tactical sneaking action. <laughs> rendered only, rendered with only the finest polygons. <laughs> oh, I like their copy editor here. Well done. Congrats yeah, to you. Uh, this is two ninety nine on the Apple App Store. So this is heavily based on a game called Metal Gear Solid. Very influenced by the game called Metal Gear Solid. I don't know if you've heard of it. I have heard of it. Originally a... The sequel to Metal Gear Liquid. (laughs) You're not far off. (laughs) There are characters called Liquid Snake and Solid Snake in the game. (laughs) Metal Gear Gas. (laughs) That's the next one. Check it out. There's some voice acting involved. Uh, I played a a little bit of it because this sort of came out on uh, the desktop first, but... And I wanted to try the mobile version, and the mobile imp- implementation was really intriguing because I, it said like one-handed portrait mode control, mm. and I was like, hmm, mm. I'm down. That sounds like your wheelhouse. Yeah, your wheelhouse of portrait mode. <laughs> I feel if you're going to make a mobile game, think portrait first. Tell me some of your things of the week. Since we're talking about cults, I just want to plug. Join the cult. I've joined a cult. Yep. Nice. Uh, I wanted to plug a documentary I saw recently on Timothy McVeigh and the Oklahoma bombing. I think, oh, I heard about this. Uh, which I am going to look up now because I think it was on Netflix, but I can't be sure. It is called Oklahoma City. It is on Netflix and chronicles three main events and kind of pieces them together. Uh, the standoff at Ruby Ridge, then the siege at Waco, and then the uh, bombings of, in Oklahoma City and basically pieces, parts mm. of those stories together and how they're, they're influence on Timothy McVeigh. It's a very well-made, fascinating documentary. Is there like recreated parts? Thankfully, or, no. Okay, so it's, it's yeah, it's strictly <laughs> yes. like a documentary. Okay, yes, absolutely. Yeah. No reenactment. Uh, no, thank by actors. Thank God. Um, <laughs> and I would like to give a quick plug to my 
old band who made a concept album about the siege at Waco. Oh wow, David Koresh, superstar. Nice. <laughs> that's uh, that's the name of the album. Yep. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Uh, which was actually the last album I played on. So oh, nice. We'll put is, that in the show notes. Is it on Spotify? Yeah, of course. <laughs> My thing of the week uh, is. So you know that I have this other podcast. <sighs> yeah, it cuts me to my core every day. <laughs> <laughs> the other podcast, we're actually playing through Final Fantasy 15 and talking about it like a book club. Yes. Uh, what we weren't aware of, that there is this whole full CG film what? that sort of plays before you actually play the game. The story takes place in the story of the game before the actual game starts. Okay. Right, so... My plan is to watch that in this coming week. I'm wondering if you'd be interested to watch it as well. Oh boy. <laughs> yep. I'm, well, what the hey? I'm always down for <laughs> doing something stupid in the name of podcasting. The movie is called Kingsglaive. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's very, it's very Japanese RPG-ish type name. Um, and it's called Kingsglaive Final Fantasy 15. And the description is, the magical kingdom of Lucis is home to the world's last remaining crystal, and the menacing empire of Nilfheim oh, is determined to steal it. <laughs> Everything is based on crystals, especially when it comes to Final Fantasy. So, I've heard it's pretty good. It is, uh, the voice actors are Sean Bean. My favorite northerner. <laughs> uh, oh, so it, it is dubbed in English? Or it, is it, actually- it has a dub in English. Okay. You can watch the English dub version. Uh, which these days, they're actually pretty good. Right, they get Sean Bean. Out. And they really also have Aaron Paul. Oh, Jesse from Breaking Bad. Yeah. yeah. So it has Lena Headley as well. My goodness. All the great stars. But this is a fully CG type movie it's probably going to be like very anime like um so you might get your anime fill with this mm-hmm. while i'm waiting for knights of sidonia to come back for season three <laughs> <laughs> did you ever watch that show no i didn't oh it's pretty good <laughs> you liked it right yeah yeah, yeah. that's really interesting hmm okay yeah. <laughs> uh so edwin you have seven days to play hit me never stop sneaking don't stop you're sneaking. Du, 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 du. So what's, and the rest of that song goes. Yep. What's great is that in the beginning, like <laughs> there's going to be like a James Bond type music. Okay. Where it's like kind of has a... And there's like, you know, sexy, sultry singing like a lounge singer. So yeah, you'll get, you'll get a bit of that. <laughs> Looking forward to that. Looking forward to that. <laughs> Play along with us at home. Don't stop sneaking. Never stop sneaking. Don't try to stop sneaking. Don't even think about stopping sneaking. Never stop sneaking. Okay. Wait. Don't be stopping sneaking. <laughs> now you've confused me. Yeah, <laughs> never stop sneaking. And tweet us game suggestions at 7 Days to Play. Uh, follow us on Instagram at 7 Days to Play, which I'll never update, but oh. I promise you. I will. Every week. Every week. Each week, Sam promises to update Instagram. <laughs> and don't email us. 7 Days to Play.